0: Welcome to the Powerhouse Youth Podcast. We're glad that you're joining us today, and we hope that this builds you up and helps you live out your faith. Enjoy the message. Are y'all doing okay tonight? Wow, okay. Are we in a library? Yeah! (laughs) Yeah, y'all would be a lot louder if we were in a library, okay. Well, hey, I mean, we sure are glad that you're here tonight. I know you have a paper and a piece, okay, a piece of pen, a piece of paper and a pen on your chair. Uh, We're going to use those here in a little bit, so uh, you don't have to necessarily write anything down right now, but we're going to kind of go over that at the end of the sermon tonight. But can you believe it that it's 2021? Yeah, I really can't either. It's pretty crazy. Uh, but man, we sure have uh, missed you the last couple of weeks. Uh, man, I hope that you had a good Christmas, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um, uh, actually, Brittany and I, we were sick throughout the holidays and we had COVID. Yeah, it didn't keep us down. Right? Brittany was like, maybe it kept us down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, take that, corrupt media narrative. Anyways, um, sorry, it's a few people are like, yeah, amen. Uh, well, hey, uh, we made it through Alive, and I found a meme. Like, what better way to start 2021 than showing a meme? I found a meme that embodies really all of what we've gone through in the past year. and I want to put this up so we can all just fill this together. Okay, so when I was going through my feed and I saw that, I busted out laughing and I was like, for real? And then I was like, you know what? We kind of have to try this at church just a little bit because this last year, can we just say to be Gregory Adams, it was trash bags? (laughs) Where's Greg? Greg was texting me today, asking me if I would include trash bags in my message. So I was trying to figure out a way to do that, but it really was—it was trash bags. there was tons of stuff that went on that was crazy and man, chaotic. But man, I'm so happy that God brought us through. Amen. And uh, man, I, I want to give this a try just real quick. But if you're not like into it, it's just going to be like a little awkward. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm really hoping that like you you got my back. And so real fast make some noise. If God brought you through 2020, come on. Okay. All right. A few of y'all got my back. I appreciate it. It would have also been kind of funny if it was crickets, but uh, <laughs> it's like everyone just stares at me silently, like, okay, next, anyway. Uh, but hey, uh, I do want to say thank you. We had a few students that dropped off some snacks at our house while we were sick. Thank you so much. I have a lot of Oreos, about 500 to eat, but um, I will eat them. Um, all you have to do is believe in yourself, Okay. Actually, don't. That's some Disney trash. That's not biblical. Believe in Jesus, not yourself, okay? <laughs> Just gonna clarify that. Everyone's like, okay sorry. It's been a while since I've done this. I was, writing, <laughs> I was writing a message today, and I was like, okay, how do I do this again? Uh, it's been like a month since I've talked, really, at all. So, man, I'm excited. I got a lot of stuff to share. Man, over the last couple of weeks uh, when we were quarantined, one, I really enjoyed the first few days of hanging out at my house. I watched a lot of Survivor. I don't know if y'all like the show Survivor, but I do. I feel like youth ministry prepares you to go on the show. Like, I just... <laughs> the leaders who go on the camp trips and stuff, y'all know what I'm talking about. It's like, you're just trying to to make it. You're so exhausted and we do eat good though. So that's better than rice, I suppose. But uh, I'm super into Survivor. We watched a ton of that. We watched a ton of videos, but man, I'll say this. Um, during the quarantine, man, I got to spend a lot of time with the Lord. I got to read a lot and, and pray, and man, I just, uh, man, I feel like God renewed me, you know, honestly, like it was really just kind of like a healthy thing for me, and uh, I can't believe now uh, it's 2021, but uh, I'll tell you this, every person in here last year affected you somehow, right? I mean, there were some things that uh, you missed out on, and things that were aggravating, things that you were looking forward to that probably got canceled, uh, I know some people miss out on their dances and all kinds of stuff. Uh, man, I, I'll just be honest, kind of even from my personal perspective, um, last year was very frustrating. Uh You know, I I really was upset, you know, even at the beginning of the year, I felt like we had a lot of great stuff going on uh, here in Powerhouse, January, February, and when March hit and and we shut down for a few months. I I remember just like being so upset, seeing so many students that were uh, in pursuit of God and finally like really seeing breakthrough and stuff in a lot of people's lives, just seeing them walk away walk away from God, walk away from church, not really caring anymore. And man, it really like broke my heart just a little bit, you know, and, and uh, a lot of the year, man, it was just so frustrating trying to get back, trying to, man, to, to uh, not be like aggravated about it all the time. And, and uh, man, I, I don't know, I guess over these last couple of weeks as I was just praying and all of that stuff, one, I was praying, God, would 2021 be better than last year? And I believe that it will be, amen, amen. Come on, everybody in here better be amen in that and going home and praying it like 1,000 times. Uh, but, man, I just, I felt like as I was praying, I was like, you know what? Man, I'm going to decide right now, like, hey, even if these circumstances, even if these consequences, all these, these things that are going on in our world, even if they continue into this new year, man, I'm going to choose to find joy and peace in God. I'm gonna to choose to serve him. and I'm gonna to choose to walk in everything that he has for me. I'm gonna to try to accomplish everything that he has for me to accomplish. Man, I want you to accomplish everything that God has for you. And I want us as a ministry to work together to see God move in 2021. And I've been praying over the last few weeks just that we would see God move in a way that we have never seen before this year. Man, we've been coming out of a, a year of frustration, aggravation, tons of people are burnout, out, upset. Uh, tons of people are depressed. Can we be real? <laughs> Boy, it was kind of depressing the last few days of quarantine just sitting there. Like, it's nice to see people, okay? It's nice to talk to people. Uh, yeah, it's very refreshing seeing people sometimes, I guess. Uh, but I just, <laughs> yeah, sometimes being the key word. Uh, but I just wanna make this year the best that it can be. And I just wanna tell you tonight, as we kind of talk about the new year, getting just our, our, our priorities and things set right this year, would, would you just fix your eyes on Jesus? No matter what you've gone through, no matter how bad last year was for you or for your family, no matter what went on, can I tell you, this year can be better if you'll pursue God. This year can be better if you will pursue God, but that's the question. Will you pursue him? I man? will you allow God to come and transform your life? Because so many people disengage spiritually. I mean, a lot of you in this room, you probably uh, were were set back somehow from this last year. And I want to ask you right now, would you soften your heart? And if there's any way in your life that you dialed it back, if there's any way in your life that you checked out for a little while, would you say tonight, Lord, would you reignite a passion in me so I can pursue you? If you'll do that, man, I'm telling you, this year will be the best year you've ever seen spiritually. If you'll pursue God, if you'll run after him. And, man, I'm excited about this year. I'm excited about everything that's going to happen. And I want you to join me in prayer, praying that this year will be, um, in the best year that we see, that we've ever seen. And, and, you know, I'm excited about tons of other stuff that that's coming up. I mean, they're, they're saying now that we might be in our, our new building in February. It got moved back just a little bit again for, like, the 20th time probably. But... We should be in our new building this year, which is really exciting. Man, there's, there's a lot of cool things that are gonna happen this year. And uh, man, I just, I want you to be praying with me. I want you to pursue God. I want you to run after God with me. And, and tonight, uh, what I wanna do, I, I want us, man, to kind of evaluate last year where we are, man, where we are right now, what we did, what we stopped doing, what we need to start doing. We're gonna kind of write some goals. We're gonna talk a little bit about just God transforming our heart tonight. And, and we're actually gonna talk about it the next couple of Wednesdays as well. And I think, man, it'll be very practical, very uh, helpful to you if you'll apply what I'm telling you, okay? So uh, what I wanna do, I just wanna stop. I wanna say a prayer before we jump right into the word and, uh, and then we'll get started, amen? So bow your head. Lord, <laughs> do we do, I just say we love you. God, we thank you, Lord, and we just, uh, we thank you for this new year, we thank you for the breath in our lungs, and we just pray that you would come, you would move in us, you would have your way, Uh, God, we just pray that you would uh, reveal anything to us tonight, that we need to change or shift, and, Lord, that you would just reignite just a fire in our hearts to run after you, to pursue you, and to see you move in 2021. In Jesus' name we pray, everyone said "Amen." amen, amen. Well, hey, um, I am super super glad that you're here tonight uh but we're going to talk about the the word transformed. Everybody say transformed. Okay, now spell transformed. It sounded wrong. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to pretend like you said it right. Did y'all read it off the screen? Better say maybe I misspelled it up there. I'm sorry. Um, so tonight, man, we're gonna talk about this word, transform. We're gonna talk about the next couple of weeks. Uh, does anybody wanna take a shot at defining the word transform before I read to you what uh, Mr. Webster has to say? You're thinking about it? <laughs> you want me to read it or do you wanna go for it? Turning from the old, becoming new, I like that. Hey, does, this is a personal pet peeve of mine. I just thought of randomly. I don't know if this annoys any of you, but if you ever like, looked up a word, like you look up transformation and the definition of it is the process of being transformed, it's like, yeah, thanks a lot, Webster, for nothing anyway. And then you have to look up transformed or transform. Yeah, it's uh, very aggravating. I don't know why they do that. But anyway, uh, let's get started. I feel like I have ADD tonight. So uh, transform, the definition is to make a thorough or dramatic change in the form, appearance, or character. Man, this year, tonight, what we're going to kind of talk about is we're in need of God coming and transforming our lives. And every person here, man, if you want to hear truth tonight, uh, every person here, you're in need of transformation. You need to be changed. And you might be sitting here thinking, hey, well, that is very offensive, Pastor Cole, that you told me that I need to change. Like, how dare you? Well, that's what the Bible says, okay? Like, uh, I know your mom told you that you're perfect and you're her little angel and like all these things, but it's just not true. <laughs> A few of y'all are like, okay, uh. I don't know what's happening yet. I feel like I'm just getting uh, attacked. But, but here's, here's the deal. All of us are in need of transformation. All of us are sinners. All of us need God to come and, and move and change us from the inside out, right? And, and, and this is what we need, essentially, uh, I mean, in the church today. And, and this is what Christianity is, uh, boils down to. I really wanted to kind of simplify it tonight because I want this to be the goal of, of our year in your personal life. Christianity is all about becoming more like Christ. That means you need to stop being like you and be more like him, okay? Stop being you and be more like Jesus. You need to be changed. You need to be transformed. I I wanna read you this verse in John 2, 6. It says, uh, 1 John 2, 6, whoever says he abides in Jesus ought to walk in the same way in which he walked, So, the call is for you to look like Jesus, to act like Him, to be like Him. And so, the goal of Christianity is every day how can I look more like Him instead of myself? Every day, you should be asking yourself, How can I be more like Jesus? When you're sitting in your classroom tomorrow morning, how can I be more like Jesus today? When you go home and your little brother or sister's annoying, you you need to ask yourself, how can I be more like Jesus in this situation? Instead of giving him a backhand, maybe I say a prayer for him, you know? Like, we need to begin to ask the question, how can I be more like Jesus? Because here's the deal, Christian, American Christianity today has morphed into this thing that is not about being like Jesus at all, it's about saying a prayer and then doing whatever you want to do. And can I tell you tonight, that is not Christianity. It's not Christianity, that's not what God intended, that's not what God calls us to do, that's not how he calls us to live and that's not what he laid out for us in the Bible. And so our goal is to become more like Christ and if you set that goal before you every day, every morning you wake up and you ask yourself, how can I become more like Jesus today? Does that not challenge you to live a little differently? Does that not challenge you to change a little bit of how you talk? A little bit of how you act, maybe the shows that you watch, maybe the music that you listen to. Does that not challenge you to, to change some things in your life? If your goal is to be more like Jesus and less like you, come on. This is something that is so, uh, it's so uh, foundational in the Christian faith. And then why is that not our goal every day? Because we're, we're set in our ways. We're set on, on uh, just doing whatever we want to do. And I'm telling you, that's not OK. I mean our culture teaches uh, all these things that oppose really the scriptural truth. They say, they say stuff like, "Just be who you are. Just do you find your truth, or "do what makes you happy." And once again, I'm going to be Greg Adams. All of those sayings are trash bags. None of those things. Are scriptural at all, okay? Uh, Romans 8, 29 says, uh, it calls us to be conformed to the image of Christ. In other words, it says, stop being like you, stop being like the world, and be more like Jesus every day. Be conformed to his image, be like Christ. And, and here's the deal, a lot of us, when, when we start talking about being conformed like Jesus and, 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 and modeling our life after him, we don't know what that looks like. We don't know what to do because we're not in the word. We don't really study what Jesus taught. We don't really go through and, and read this book, right? We, we get our little taste of, of God's word every Wednesday and then maybe you only partially pay attention to that, right, because you're tired or you've got something else on your mind. It's like, here's the deal. God called you to be like Christ and so we need to take every opportunity, every ounce of energy that we have to become more like Jesus every day. That is biblical Christianity. And one thing that I've begun to realize over these last few weeks is I've been reading and praying and, and uh, over my years of ministry, just seeing people praying for revival and God would bring a revival and, and sweep the nation and save lives and all of these things, all this stuff that we pray, I pray that God would send a revival to America. But essentially what we're praying for is that we would return to biblical Christianity, you look at somebody and you, you deem these big these big people in America that are doing awesome things for God. We deem them extraordinary. And God says, no, that is supposed to be ordinary in the Christian life. That is what the Christian life for every believer is supposed to look like. You're supposed to be full of his presence, full of his spirit, full of his boldness, doing these things that God has called you to do. And, and uh, man, there's just something stirring in me that tonight we would realize that there's some, uh, priorities, there's some foundational things in our life that need to be shifted and shaken. So we're not number one anymore, but we set our eyes on the goal of being like Christ every single day. How can I be more like him? How can I change? How can I shift? And let me tell you, it's hard. You're not gonna be perfect. You're gonna make mistakes, and that's completely fine. And I mean, that's what the grace of God is there for. But what is not okay is sitting there and never making an effort to become more like him. Do you understand me tonight? That's not Okay. It's not okay to sit there and call yourself a Christian uh, and, and not ever make an effort to follow God, not ever make an effort to be like Christ. That's not okay. And that is what the American church is essentially uh, full of, people who do that today. And uh, I don't know about you, but I don't want Powerhouse to be that kind of a place. When I, when I hear people talk about our ministry, when I hear people talk about the students that come out of this building, I want them to say that those students, those people, those people really follow Jesus. Those people really love God. Those people aren't wishy-washy. Those people aren't hypocrites. Those people aren't saying one thing and living another. Those people really walk the walk. Like, do you not want somebody to say that about you, that you really live to honor God, like that you really are a person of godly character. Like, that's what I want God to say about us. That's what I want uh, people to say about me. And, um, you know, one thing too, uh, sorry, a lot of that stuff just wasn't in my notes. I just felt, I guess, the spirit of the Lord for a second. (laughs) Bug. Sorry, squirrel. Squirrel. but there was one thing too that, that really stood out to me over the last few weeks that I've just been thinking about. Um, I, I feel like there's just so many Christians that, that have no desire in their life to be transformed uh, to the image of God. And, and let me kind of break this down just a little more practical for you what this looks like today. Uh, in the early church, uh, the, the heart of uh, the believers in the early New Testament church were probably more identified with this saying, what can I do to get closer to God, what, what, do all, what all do I have to do to get closer to God? What can I do to, to get closer? And then uh, the modern church today is more like, um, what, what are the few things that I can do? Like how close can I get to the line of sin without going too far and still going to heaven? Have you ever felt like that? Like, well, what are like the minimum requirements, right? Like I wanna do the least amount of work to get in. And, and this is a, this like a wrong mindset that we're not desiring to be transformed to be more like God. We just simply wanna say a prayer, get a ticket to heaven and then live our lives. And, and it's not biblical Christianity. And what I wanna tell you today is that if you feel like that, if, if you've been walking and, and kind of being stagnant and complacency and all these things, you're in need of transformation, you're in need of change, and actually every person here, no matter how spiritually mature you are, you're not perfect, and you still need God to come and renew and transform you every single day. But our world is full of Christians who, who want to see how close they can get to the line without going over it, and, and what does that look like? Man, when you uh, talk about dating, well, how far can I go with my boyfriend or girlfriend before it's wrong? You ever had people asking that question? You ever had people thinking uh, like that? Uh, How far can I go? Uh, Maybe I'll attend church to make sure that God sees that I'm a part of the Christian group, but uh, I won't really truly engage in worship or or prayer. What are the minimal requirements that I have to do uh, to get into heaven? And uh, listen, a life that is not in pursuit of being more like Jesus every single day is not a Christian life. And uh, I guess a, a few weeks ago, it was probably a month ago now, maybe two. I read an article that stuck with me. I want to read just a uh, three or four sentences out of it. It was written by uh, an atheist, and, and this lady. There was actually a, a big name pastor in the last few months uh, that had a moral failing in America. I, I won't mention his name and all that happened and all this stuff. But anyways, this atheist was writing an article pretty much bashing this pastor and Christianity in America. And I was going through and I was reading it. It was kind of, you know, lighting a fire in me. It just kind of makes me mad to go through and read that kind of stuff. But the last few sentences that she wrote, honestly, just kind of like pierced my heart because I felt like they were exactly true. And I want to read it to you. I feel like it, it'll be challenging to you tonight. It says this, Uh, I am not religious, so it's not my place to dictate to Christians what they should and should not believe. Still, if someone has a faith worth following, I feel that their beliefs should make me uncomfortable for not doing so. If they share 90% of my lifestyle and values, then there is nothing especially inspiring about them. Instead of making me want to become more like them, it looks very much as if they want to become more like me. Man, when I begin to, to think about the American church culture today and all these things, I, I feel like that that defines us to a T. We we want to know how close we can get to the culture, what all things we can do that the culture do, does. Can we partake in the things that the culture partakes in? What what all can we get away with and still call ourselves Christian? Is is that not true? Does that not define when you look around and you look at fellow believers? What all can I do and get away with? What all is okay? How close to the line can I get? right? And, and so we're, we're kind of trying to uh, claim like two citizenships here. We want to we partake in everything that the world has to offer and then still claim that we're a part of, of God's kingdom. And listen, it's not biblical. It's not the way that God's called us to do. In fact, the Bible says that the world and God, they're in opposition of one another. James 4.4 4 says, you adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And so listen, tonight, and it's not okay to pursue everything in the culture. It's not okay to do everything that your friends do. It's not okay to think how the culture thinks to watch everything that the culture watches, to listen to everything that the culture listens to. I mean, it's not okay to try to be everything that the culture is and then also try to say that you're a Christian because God's word says those two things don't go together and you have to choose one. And the reality is if you are in pursuit of all of these things of the culture, I I wanna tell you that your heart is probably not with God at all because they're in opposition. And, and what I've kind of begun to realize is even in my own heart, like I need God to transform me because here's the deal. All of us in here, we have worldly desires. I mean, all of us, we have desires to do stuff that's against God's word, that's against his law, that's against his standard. I mean, sometimes you you get uh, urges and ideas to do things that you just shouldn't do. Sometimes somebody's getting on your nerves and you just wanna go smack them or whatever, and it's like, well, that's not exactly how God would respond in the situation. Like, we all need God to come and, and transform and change us to some degree, but here's the deal. Youth culture in America today, even in Christians, even in the church, men all of us want to partake and be everything that the culture is and still claim to be a Christian. And listen, the Bible says that it can't be so. The Bible says it. And so today, what I want to, to kind of help you realize is that we need God to come and transform us, one, if we have desires and things that aren't godly, desires and uh, things that we know that are wrong, God can come and change those things. He can come and get rid of them. He can come and renew, and, and, and all of this stuff, he can renew your life, but uh, man, we have to allow him to. You have to first realize that you're in need of transformation, and a lot of people don't even recognize it. A lot of people don't even recognize that they've been swept away by the culture, and uh, I've even kind of realized uh, over the last few weeks as I was praying and stuff, it's, it's really easy to get swept away even in things that aren't necessarily bad, but it's uh, being influenced by the culture ultimately. I mean, you start watching, uh, I love, anybody like HDTV? I know, it's like kind of old man of me. Thank y'all, what's up? Yeah, 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 okay. Joanna Gaines? A few more, okay, a few more hands, yeah. Okay, you can watch HGTV, makes me wanna have a new house. I can watch these commercials on Hulu and I wanna go buy a new truck. I I start like hungering for the things of the world and I've realized none of those things are necessarily bad, but when my heart begins to yearn for the things of the world, it concerns me. Does this make sense? And so what I've begun to realize is that the culture begins to influence all of us. And I have to even check my heart. God, would you transform me? Not only my sinful desires and things that I know that shouldn't be there, but God, I pray that I wouldn't desire anything of the culture, but I would only desire you. And I'll tell you that if you'll set your eyes on Christ, if you'll, if you'll pursue him, if you'll run after him, it'll be far more satisfying, far more fulfilling. It'll be difficult It's not gonna be the easiest thing you've ever done. It's hard to follow Jesus, but I'm telling you, it'll be worth it. If you'll do it, if you'll allow him to transform you, and there's so many young people today, you wanna be everything that the culture has to offer. You wanna partake of it, but yet you still want to claim citizenship in heaven with Christ, and God says that's not how it works. And so I feel like tonight, tonight where we realize, hey, I need to reject sin, I need to turn away from these desires. I need God to transform and change me so I can be more like him. And so if you have, man, worldly desires, if you have things in your life that you know aren't good, if you haven't had a desire to really pursue God at all, uh, I'm not acting like you're a terrible person at all because you're not, because that's every person here, at least to some degree. But what the, the good news is is that we serve a God who, transforms people. Every story in the Bible is God using people who were unqualified to do awesome things, people who had messed up, who had made mistakes, who had done silly stuff, who had worldly desires, and God used them anyway. He changed their hearts. He he changed their lives, and God can do the same thing for you. But you have to realize that you're in need of a transformation, that you need God to come and move, and that it's not okay to do everything that the world does and also say that I'm a Christian. Because God has called you to live differently. God's called you to live by his standard. God's called you to live uh, by his word. And uh, we're gonna talk a little bit, little bit more about the Bible and, uh, and some of these agents that God uses to transform you, which I would say the number one transforming agent that God has given us is his word, the Bible. And the majority of people will not read, majority of Christians won't even read the Bible, which is so sad, so... You're not gonna be transformed by God if you don't start digging into this book. But but here's one thing that that I've kind of, uh, I was listening to a pastor the other day and it made me laugh so hard when I was listening to his podcast. Let me ask you this question. Have you have you ever been faced with something in your life that maybe you desire or that you wanted to do and you felt like maybe it's not like really that bad or like maybe the Bible was just like, wrong on that one verse, you know. (laughs) Like have you ever have you ever thought about it like that? Like, well maybe it's okay if I just do this one thing. Anybody? You ever kind of felt like that? It's just tough. I'm the only one. It's cool. Thanks, German. I can always count on you, bro. But I was listening to this pastor and he, he was talking, You know, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of hot issues, a lot of, a lot of hot topics and stuff today that people get upset about, you wanna disagree about what the Bible says and all these things. And, and here's a phrase, it's uh, one of the most profound phrases that I'll ever teach you, okay? And we're, I want you to repeat after me, I want you to say this with me, but I'm gonna teach you something that'll help you in the Christian life, okay? So whenever you come in this situation where you're not really sure where to stand, uh, I don't really know where to stand on homosexuality because my teachers at school say this, but the Bible says this, or my friends say this, or I don't really know where to stand on sleeping around or, or, or sex before marriage and, and all this stuff. I, I don't know where, where to stand because the culture says this and the Bible says this. When you disagree with the Bible, when what you believe, when what you want disagrees with this book, you say these two words. I want you to repeat after me. I'm wrong. Okay, and you align yourself with this book because there's far too many people who think they're smarter than God. And listen, I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news. I'm not trying to smack anybody in the head with the Bible, although some of us may need it in Jesus' name. But listen, we need we need God to come and transform us. And and there's so many things going on in our culture right now that do not align with the Bible. And, and, and young teenagers, you're going to school and you're being influenced by all these little movements and all these things that... God says something otherwise. Hey, I I know, man, homosexuality is a big thing right now. And I have friends in my life that I love, that I was, man, one of my best friends uh, came out gay after I graduated high school and we still have a relationship, but it, it breaks my heart that he chose to go down that path I know how hard it is to say that that is a sin when you know someone that you love that's diving in it. But when I have to pick a side, I'm gonna pick the side of the word of God rather than my feelings. Don't make make your feelings God. Does that make sense? When all you do is bow down to what you feel and what you think, you're making yourself God and you're taking God off the throne. I align my life with his word I do what this says. Does that make sense? And so when when there's a disagreement between you and this, you say that profound statement that I just taught you. I know many of you have never said that before in your life, but you say, I'm wrong. Okay, you got it? We're going to talk a little more about that the next few weeks. I, I want you to get in the habit because I've had to start saying that to God. Lord, I'm just wrong. There's stuff that I just need to change and be transformed. And Quit being so prideful and thinking that we're all right all the time because you're not, okay? I know you're so smart, but God's smarter than you. I promise. Y'all, I'm like got ADD, like none of this stuff was in my notes tonight, but I'm gonna, I gotta read one verse to you to make a point before we close. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's the only last one, sorry. Okay, so this is on your sheet if you wanna read it. It's Romans 12 two. This is uh, this is kind of the heart behind what we're going to talk about. This is why uh, I named tonight uh, th- this little series "Transformed." Uh, the whole thing is based off of this verse. Okay, look at this. It says, "Do not be conformed to this world." Did you hear that? What did it say? Don't think like it. Don't act like it. Don't do the things that the world does. Right. Does this make sense? Y'all kind of seeing that there's a line in the sand that God draws and that we have to align ourselves with him and not the world. He says, don't be conformed to the world. Don't think like everybody else thinks. But it says this, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what, the, what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And this is what I wanna show you just for a minute tonight. This is the kind of picture I wanna paint before we write goals and, and everything else. When you look at the word transformed in that scripture, when you go back to the original language, it's actually uh, the, the root word for transformed is metamorpho. Okay, and so when uh, you go into the English word, that, that root word is where we get our word metamorphosis. Does anybody know where, uh, what metamorphosis means? Okay, you know exactly the, the little image. So, so meta, metamorphosis, yeah, means transformation. Uh, and actually, when you look up the definition, it talks about insects, and it actually talks about spiritual transformation as well, which I thought was very significant, by the way. You can look that up later. Um, but the example that, that this, this scripture is kind of painting here is talking about like the, the caterpillar turning into a butterfly. I want you to follow me here. Just think about this in your head. I know that some of you have probably seen this when you were in elementary and science classes or whatever, uh, but, but a caterpillar builds a little thing called, kind of looks like a hammock or something, okay? Hanging from a limb. They build a cocoon, and then I don't, does anybody remember how long they stay in there? Like a long time. <laughs> like a long time, man, yeah, okay. So they go in a cocoon for a long time, and then they come out as what? Okay. So I, I think it is so powerful here when you look at this verse. So what what is painting this, this idea that God takes one thing and he turns it into something completely different? Do you understand me here for a second? God takes one thing, and let's just be real. What what are some words that you would use to describe a caterpillar? Creepy, gross, slow, ugly. Crawley. What other details? Jank. <laughs> Dang, okay. And so listen, a caterpillar is slow, it's ugly, it's limited by gravity. But when it goes into its cocoon, it comes out as something that's graceful, as beautiful, and it can fly. Y'all, it can fly. <laughs> Man, that's so tight. <laughs> I don't know, but Kelsey's laughing, so I was just feeding into it. Okay, Dude, What I think is so awesome, though, when you look at this picture, when you think about it, it's, it's displaying God's ability to take a person from, from one thing. Maybe you're bound by sin. Maybe you're in addiction. Maybe you know that you're not who you should be, but, but it's saying that God is a God of transformation, and he can take you from one thing, and he can turn you in to something completely different. He can turn you. He can take you from something ugly and slow and bound by gravity. He can turn you into something beautiful. He can can turn you into something that can go to another level, right? The things that you were bound by, the limitations that you were bound by before, you can be free from through the blood of Christ. You're no longer bound by sin. You're no longer bound by addiction. You're no longer bound by those things. God has removed those limitations from your life. God will transform you. Man, I think that is such a a powerful picture, but, but listen, tonight, God wants to transform you. Man, and I've been praying that 2021 is a year of transformation in our youth group. It's a year of transformation, and I'm praying for me personally, but also for you. Man, that all of us tonight, we would realize that we are in need of change. We are in need of transformation. Man, maybe you're sitting here, and you're just disengaged, man, you're just checked out, you're tired, you're worn out, you just feel like life is so monotonous and you've just been annoyed with everything. Hey, tell me about it. I felt that way for a year, okay? But I don't know about you, I'm ready to, I'm ready to come out of it. I'm ready to come out of it. And this year, man, in the same way, a, a caterpillar, if, if he never builds the cocoon, he never transforms into something beautiful, right? Man, this year is a year that all of us, we, we build a relationship with God. And when we finally build that relationship and seek God, I believe that God will transform our lives. But you have, to, you have to put forth some effort. You have to realize that you need transformation. You have to realize you need change and you have to begin to pursue him. Man, we're gonna talk about some practical ways that you can have God come and, and transform your life the next couple of weeks. But, but tonight, man, I don't wanna dive into all the things that we need to do to be transformed and all that stuff. I just wanted, I wanted us to understand that we're in need of it. We're in need of transformation. We need God to change us. We need God to help us. And tonight, what I wanted it to be about is that God would just come and and change our hearts, amen? And I wanna invite the band to come up for a minute. My goal tonight was to help you see that, that you need it. And I've been praying that 2021 would be a year of transformation for you and for all of us. Listen, Man, it's not okay to do everything that the culture does and to call yourself a Christian. And you were called to be different. You were called to act different. You were called to carry God's presence. You were called to reflect his glory in a, in a dark culture. You were called to go to school and display the love of Christ. You were called to do all of these things, but man, if you're so set on being like everybody else, I'm telling you that's, that's far less than what God has called you to do. And you know, I I entitled this uh, series Transformed. I kind of thought about it for a little while, and I wanted to uh, entitle it Transformed in the past tense uh, because I'm believing that 2021 would be a year that you look back on and you say, that's the year that God changed my life. That's the year that God changed my life. And I may have said a prayer before. I may have attended church before. I may have been faithful in attending church, but I never really allowed him to transform my life. That's that's the year it all changed. And listen, for those of you who feel like ugly caterpillars, God can change you into a beautiful, beautiful butterfly. I messed it up. I was laughing. (laughs) All all of us are going to go around just flapping our little wings. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Hey, listen to me tonight. Before we we close, I'm gonna give you kind of a a few things that I want you to do. But this year, let's make it a year that we pursue God. Can we do that? Can you agree tonight? Every individual, every person here, would you make an agreement and a promise to God? God, this year is a year that I pursue you. God, this year is a year that I run after you. This year is the year where I stop making the excuses and I really pursue you, God. Because I'm telling you, if you'll make a little effort, if you'll build a relationship with him, God will change your life forever. Man, this is the year that some of you, man, finally start reading your Bible. God's word renews us. And we're gonna talk more about that, but we need to dive into into God's word. I mean, this is a year where we start worshiping God at church and at home. That we know that we just have to get in His presence. This is a year that we're finally faithful in prayer. And I'm not talking about a 30-second prayer and then you fall asleep on your pillow. I'm talking about really learning how to pray and engaging with God. This is a year that we do it. This is a year that we step into it. I mean, this is a year that some of us, we need to get spiritual mentors. We need to get somebody that challenges us, that holds us accountable, that calls us out when we're being stupid and we're not seeking God. We all need it. We all need accountability. This is a year that we get people in our lives that can hold us accountable. This is a year that some of us, we need to start engaging in small groups. Man, all of us need Christian community. It's biblical. Christ was in the midst of Christian community, right? We all need it. That's how God wired us. This is the year we engage in Christian community. When we, do, when we do small groups, it's a time to share. It's a time to be real. It's a time to be honest and challenge each other and encourage each other and say, hey, man, it's been hard for me too, but we're gonna pray for each other and we're gonna get back on track. This is a year that we engage. When we do huddle groups, when we do small groups on Sunday night, we need Christian community. It's a time for us to finally step into it and, and have this stuff going on in our lives. It's time to put down the excuses and say enough's enough. Man, 2021 is gonna be better. I'm not gonna be frustrated this whole year. I'm not gonna be upset, but I'm gonna choose to find joy and peace in God. Come on, you can't grow without those things. You can't be transformed without those things. So what I want to do for the next few minutes, man, a lot of us in here, I don't know where you are. I don't know what's been going on in your life. Man, some of you might be doing really good with God. Some of you, you might've checked out and just, man, you've been on autopilot and you haven't been doing anything. Tonight is a night for a fresh start. This year is a fresh start. And what I want to do, this little list that I have in front of you, this is something that I want you to hold on to. And I want you to make some notes. I have a diverse uh, Romans 12:2 on the top to remind you of what this is about, that this year, man, I want you to tape it on your, I don't know, your closet door or something, wherever you can see it every day when you go to get clothes. you're just gonna be reminded this is the year that God transforms my life. And underneath it, I want you to write some goals. Uh, and I have two, two sections. One, I just want you to write some practical goals, just some good things that you know that you need to accomplish. Maybe you need to make better grades. Maybe you need to start working out because you've been like me, eating too many Oreos. Maybe, whatever it is, you you label, you fill in some practical things here that you know that you need to start doing just in everyday life. These are things that I wanna do this year. But the the second thing, this is the, the most important thing, and I want you to write some spiritual goals, and I want you to write down several things that you know you need to start doing this year to seek God, to build a relationship with Him so He can transform you. And if you need to write down some things that you need to stop doing too, write them on here. And this year, man, I want this little piece of paper and to be a reminder every day and that God's gonna transform us. Amen?